0: To discuss the headlines is Andrew Sullivan, the founder of Asian Market Sense. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. And Dickie Wong, who is head of research at Kingston Securities. Good morning, Dickie. Good morning. Rumour is the shamozzle at OpenAI, love that word, shamozzle, was caused by a difference between boomers who would like AI to grow fast and not be regulated, and the doomers, who feel that it could be used for nefarious purposes, needs regulation and in the extreme, could bring destruction of the world. Andrew, which side are you on and why?
1: A doomer or a boomer? Well, I think it's actually going to be a matter of compromise, to be fair. I mean, it is something that needs regulation, um, but it is also going to provide advances for society in general so it's it's not you know the, the you know we've opened the pandora's box we can't close it again so we've got to deal with it so you do agree there should be more regulation i think everything's regulated at the end of the day so you know nothing's really free no that's absolutely true <laughs> how about
0: you Dickie? what are your thoughts
2: i agree i agree definitely need. Uh, regulations but actually nothing can really stop the momentum that every single company including like the 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 magnificent seven they're spending huge money into ai um as as we all know like youngsters and even some of the like people like in our industry they tend to use ai um, to help to, to speed up their work uh so so this is nothing evil, but we, we have to know, um, still need regulations, uh, regulate, because um, as we all know, if some kind of like, like fraud and copyright, those are those things that um, we, we need to, we think about but um it's not that evil. As like I uh, I'm a columnist, I'm writing my article. Definitely I'm not using AI because AI is not able to 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 analyze updated news. But uh, obviously I just speak on my phone. Instead of typing, instead of writing, I don't use my pen and my pencil anymore. So yeah, this is this real world.
0: Okay. And um, yes I'm a bit reluctant to use AI to write some of my stuff. I don't want to lose my style, if you know what it means. Anyway, so I think we've got two doomers there, because you're pro-regulation at least, and I think that's the most thing about a doomer and a boomer. So if you take those votes, Carolyn, I'm also a doomer. Um, I remember the time when a lot of the important people in AI sent a letter saying it needed to be regulated. If not, it could be quite dangerous, even lead to the end of the world. So, But I want our listeners to join Join in on this poll. So if you're listening at home, please WhatsApp us and tell us if you are a doomer or a boomer for AI. Our WhatsApp number is 68998518. That's 68998518, which you'll also find on the most recent post of our LinkedIn page, Radio 3 RTHK, and you can also vote by leaving a comment. Um, on our latest post on our LinkedIn page. Anyway, back to you two gentlemen. Still want a lot more information and views from you. Let's look at the US data for Black Friday, which was not looking good for on-site retailers compared to expectations. Now, on-site retailers rose at 1.1%. Now, bearing in mind that was not altered for inflation, so that would be negative, while e-commerce sales increased by eight and a half percent year over year, according to MasterCard. Um, those figures and not adjusted for inflation, which I said already. What messages are coming out from this result and what do you predict for Cyber Monday? Let's kick off with Dickie.
2: Well, actually, uh, those data was not that bad either. Um, bear in mind as as you have just mentioned, the interest rate and environment play an important role um, because, as we all know, uh, most of the um, Americans or North Americans people they tend to spend money wisely um, like they they don 't want to pay too much money, um, like for instance, buy a new car um, they will have some kind of like financing but uh uh, those are called leasing they they can only pay a very minimum a uh, monthly payment and they will have to pay a balloon payment of they call buyback at the end of the leasing term so they they tend to spend their money wisely but this is not a good thing for like the interest rate environment at the the current level so yeah already record high for like um, online shopping data and i do expect that the the cyber monday um, sales will, will be another historical high so in Indeed, it's not that bad, uh, especially when we talk about the the veteran rate is sitting at uh, 5.5, 5.25, 5.5 at a really high level compared to like a few years ago.
0: Okay, but Dickie, what about on-site retail? It certainly didn't look rosy for that. Uh, 1.1% increase, but these figures do not take inflation into account, so that's a a, a negative. Do you see more closures of on-site retail, or are they looking at it more from an omni-channel perspective now, Dickie?
2: Um, I do really think that uh, consumer behavior really changed, and uh as we all know um from October till November till december um retailers all, always um I mean, they have a lot of uh, discount campaign and try to get customers money and not only in North America, but also in China. Like, you know, this is really funny. Um, as we all know, the, the Thanksgiving date is different in Canada and America. Um, in Canada is the second week Monday in October. But... Uh, when, when Canadian people enjoying the, the Thanksgiving, I do really see um, some of the American retailer uh, introduce some like uh, Canadian Thanksgiving uh, promotion and vice versa. When uh, American people having Thanksgiving, um, also Canadian retailer also promote their, I mean, products uh, about uh, uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> promotion. So every every month uh, from October, November until December. Oh, December is even uh, yeah. bigger because this December is Christmas time. Uh, also, it happened in mainland China because single days uh, sales is not a single day now. It's a whole month. It actually start starting in in October. So so I, I don't really uh, pay too much attention on only two days uh, figures because yeah. yeah now the the behavior. Is really changed. This people start shopping in October instead of um, Black Friday or Cyber Monday.
0: Yeah, study seems to be expanded. I've been getting emails from October. I think about discounts ready for Black exactly. Friday, a bit like Christmas. People are celebrating it and starting earlier and earlier every year. I mean, the latest casualty in Hong Kong of a retailer is Harvey Nichols, which is um, pulling out of Hong Kong, the landmark, which is quite sad. Although I think they still have a shop in Pacific Place. Yeah. You're a fan of Harvey Nichols, Dickie?
2: I'm not a big fan of having a vehicle, but obviously sp- we have spend a couple of thousand dollars at the shop um, every single year. Um, honestly speaking, in terms of the retail sentiment and market in Hong Kong, it's a total different story. Because yeah. some of the youngsters they they they, they will just immediately uh, go to mainland China, Shenzhen on Friday evening, um, and even some of my my friend, uh, oh, they're they're middle class, they they can. They can enjoy their life, they can spend yeah. their money wisely. Anyway, uh, let, obviously, they, they will just spend the spend time in, in, in Tokyo instead, or just only a a weekend, maybe.
0: Yeah, my yeah, other so half's going is to Shenzhen today, which just demonstrates that. But, Andrew, oh, yeah. how would you like to build on that?
1: Well, I think the thing you've got to look at is that there are cracks appearing in the US retailer. They've also, you know, they are. The consumer is now facing higher interest rates. You know, there's less mobility. Uh, There is inflation there. There's less job security coming through. Uh, And I think the thing we have to remember is that, you know, Black Friday is is about people starting to buy Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. So they're buying for other people. So there's always that generosity element to it. Um, and I, and as, as Dickie was saying, people's spending patterns have changed. You know, we, we, you know, we are more careful. The retailers themselves they buy in extra products that they can sell cheaply to, to get people in the door to try and do that. So you know, it's a game in many respects. I think the more important one will be looking at the Boxing day sales, which is really when they are mm. trying to clear inventory, uh, and that's when we'll get a real sign of you know how strong the U.S. Con- you know, consumer is. But But I think a lot of people are just delaying things for as long as they can because they're being cautious. Well, in December, I'll be visiting a
0: father Christmas and finding out what children are getting if they're on the good list and what they might not be getting if they're on the naughty list and also going to see a toy retailer. That would be interesting. Anyway, according to Reuters, the advisors to the Chinese government are recommending a 5% growth target for the mainland in 2024. So staying with you, Andrew, do you think the mainland China economy will do better than that? I'm wondering if this is a case of under promising to make it easier to over deliver. Well,
1: I think it's yeah, you know, an inflate you know growth target. They can they can manipulate that whichever way they want. At the end of the day, yeah, uh, and yeah, we're getting less and less data, so we're going to be less and less able to actually corroborate what they actually do. But I think the reality is that uh, you know strong growth in China is no longer the case. They you know they haven't. Their economy is still very much. Uh, Export-driven, and and the global economy is slowing. Uh, domestic consumption consumption is. Uh being very much restricted by concerns over the property sector and the knock-on to every other element, you know, whether it's the building trade or the white goods trade that goes into flats and all of this. So I think it's going to be difficult for them. Um, and you know, their, their approach to fiscal stimulus historically has not been well delivered, uh, and that's put that sort of in the naughty corner. But that, in fact, is probably what they need to do more of in, in order to stimulate the economy. But um, I think it's going to be another tough year.
0: Well, I spent most of my time in the naughty corner at school. But do you think then the uh, Chinese economy might come in less than 5% growth in 2024, Andrew?
1: I I mean, I I don't think if it did, I don't think they'd tell us uh, that's the reality. Um, But, you know, they're going to be struggling. We know that a lot of local authorities are, um, you know, they're in debt uh, the, the, the property model of selling land is no longer viable to get them out of debt. Uh, and hence, you know, their ability to spend their way out of trouble has, has been severely restricted. OK, Dickie, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I I totally agree. Uh, As we all know, we are not able to see uh, the very clear picture of the Chinese uh, economy and some of the economic data, including like teenagers and employment rates, you know, no no longer to see. Um, But in terms of the GDP growth, um, as we all know, like IMF forecast China's GDP growth, uh, could reach like 5, 5.4% this year, but drop to 4.5 next year. So in terms of the, the number, I think they can manage, it's manageable. You know what I mean? Um, uh, 5% is not a big problem, but, uh, in terms of, in terms of the, the real economy, this is another case. Uh, because youngsters, they may not be able to get a job. Not not their dream job, but a job. And second of all, uh, the property market is simply lukewarm. That's another problem. And also the problem of the shadow banking. Um, because investor now, we are expecting, oh, there's a white list, including like 50 um, Chinese developers. So even some of them, they're seriously in debt. But okay, there will be a list. And uh, some of those state-owned Banks, they have to lend money to these, like, a serious in debt. Um probably local, probably developers, but uh, well, this is o- o- always not the case because we cannot guarantee one uh, single like uh, private uh, developer. They they will not bankrupt. So so I don't really believe that, oh, there will be a whitelist, and the whitelist is, uh, is a is a protector uh, from from the, uh, from from, in, from seriously in debt. I, I, don't, I don't really think so. So. Uh, some, some of the investor may think um, um, to continue um, indebtedness of some of the really large um, Chinese probably developer will eventually. Um, Give a back hit to the GDP growth. As we all know, there's a big linkage between GDP growth and, uh, and the Chinese uh, property okay, thanks. Uh, markets.
0: Thanks, Dickie. We've got one minute and I just want to move on to the next question. European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde acknowledged on Friday that her son suffered significant losses in crypto investments despite numerous warnings from her. Guess it was a bit about a son rebelling against her mother. So she'll be on even more of a mission to put more regulations in place. So don't you think it would be better to educate rather than regulate? 20 seconds from you, Dickie.
2: Um, actually, I'm not a big fan of um, crypto. I'm a big fan of <laughs> Warren Buffett. Obviously, regulate and educate.
0: Okay, Andrew?
2: Yeah, I mean, but
1: Bitcoin hit a new high. So I mean, it's, uh, it's a tricky market. You have to, it, it, it's not just Bitcoin. It's about the whole cryptocurrency thing, and I think, yes, regulation is important, but education at the end of the day, in all financial matters, is is key. Thank you
0: very much, Andrew Sullivan, the founder of Asian Market Sense, and Dickie Wong, who is head of research at Kingston's